This is Crime Connections, and we're your hosts. I'm Jackie. And I'm Leah. On Friday, September 18, 1992, 22-year-old Greg Tilly left his home in Kirkwood, Missouri, with the intentions of embarking on a journey to the West Coast. He had expressed uncertainty about his destination, but planned to travel on the interstate highways. After Greg's departure, 10 days passed without any communication from him, causing deep concern among his family members who anxiously waited his return or any form of communication from him. In late September of 1992, a vehicle matching the description of Greg's gray 1986 Chevrolet Nova was spotted approximately 1,500 miles away from Eureka County, Nevada. That's really far. Yeah. Yeah, because Nevada and Missouri are... Do they think that the car was stolen, or do they think he was in the car? They don't, Okay, so I will preference this case has little to no information. There's probably Boy. three sources mm-hmm. and they're very limited on information like what i'm what i say on here is all there is so wow. they family was talking to the news apparently i could not find any clips or anything mm-hmm. but apparently the family were was saying something along the lines of they were a hundred percent sure he was traveling they don't know why they don't know when he was like it just seems very weird because they don't know really where he was going they just said he oh he said he was going to the west coast so they are assuming he was driving that way i'm not really sure because well yeah and it's during a time i mean 1992 there weren't really cell phones i mean there was definitely not texting oh no (laughs) or knowing where someone is it was one of those things where you leave your house and then you make it to your next stop and if you don't then people start to wonder where you were so from missouri to nevada that is a 23 hour drive Oh, my gosh. So, he is now 23 hours away from home, you know? and That's crazy. Also, though, if you think about it, so he left September 18th, and his vehicle wasn't found until late September 1992. It wasn't like it was... They didn't even have a specific date when it was found. His family also has a website that there is little to no information, and there's also dates that are wrong. According to all the other news. Because, I mean, I trust the news in the Charlie Project more than I would his family's. mm -hmm. Because also his family's website says, like, the car was found the year before he even went missing. So his family's website doesn't really make sense to me whatsoever. Yeah. And it's also, there's just little to no information on there. And so I just don't know. It's like, was he traveling? And they just didn't know when he was going to come back. And they just expected him to keep driving. I don't know. It's Mm -hmm. very strange. But his car was found approximately 1,500 miles away in Eureka County, mm-hmm. which is in Nevada. And it was parked somewhere along Tonkin Springs Road, which is a very remote and isolated area in Nevada desert. It's approximately an hour from the nearest town. Oh, wow. So it's really in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And it's also in the desert. So you would have to think when he's driving that, one, you have to make sure you have gas because Mm -hmm. there's parts in Nevada where if you don't get gas before you hit this long stretch, you're going to break down and you're not going to be able to get out. And And especially no cell phones, like Mm -hmm. you better make sure you have gas. Yeah. You know, and so the sighting was reported to the local authorities, prompting a deputy to investigate the situation. However, despite their search, the vehicle could not be located at that time. So then it wasn't until 10 months later in July of 93 when cowboys in Eureka County made a startling discovery. 
Greg's Chevrolet Nova was found abandoned on an unnamed road northwest of its original sighting on Tonkin Springs Road. So the unnamed road was a service road that, you know, only park rangers. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Like those types of yeah government jobs yeah. will drive. Or even maybe like army. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think there's an army um, like base, base around, around there, there but... Mm-hmm. It's sort of that thing. So normally yeah. you don't drive on those roads, but yeah, that's like if where you're his not car from there, you're not going to drive on that road. Oh heck no! I think it's strange though that they originally couldn't even find the car. Yeah. But also, how do you know it was even his car? The original sighting. Right. How do you yeah. for sure know it was his car? It could have been another. I mean, are you saying he's the only Nova in the freaking county? I don't, yeah. You know, I don't know. So that's something to note. So the car's front windshield had been shattered, creating a huge hole on the driver's side. In a disturbing turn of events, the vehicle's license plate had been intentionally removed. Oh, wow. Additionally, evidence suggested that the car had been subjected to a fire, leaving it in a charred state. They were able to determine that the vehicle belonged to Greg through the vehicle identification number, aka the VIN number, Mm -hmm. that was still, luckily visible and not damaged by the supposed fire on the driver's side door that's crazy so this car was found abandoned and it had been burned and there's a huge hole in the windshield that's yeah and sinister. it doesn't i looked at the photos i don't know what they're talking about maybe the it interior fire be- or there being a fire because i don't see any charred on these pictures whatsoever does it show the interior in the pictures no. so maybe the interior even like under the hood showed well, then evidence of it, it being makes sense fire? that the windshield would but i don't know because not if it was just a hole well hold on i'll, I'll show you what these pictures look like because it looks like something was thrown and smashed into it okay so we'll obviously upload the photos but to me it doesn't look charred it just looks discolored yeah but i mean maybe in person it did look charred these photos are quite old obviously Mm -hmm. and they're not the best but the tire is still intact so like if it was on fire wouldn't it have busted i don't know i don't know and then when you see the hole it looks intentional it doesn't look like it's from a fire yeah you know and then his windows down his front windows down is the uh, driver's side window. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing. Despite the discovery of the vehicle, Greg Tilly himself is still missing, and the circumstances surrounding his disappearance remained a mystery. Even with the extensive efforts by the authorities, no substantial leads were found, leaving his family and friends with a lingering sense of uncertainty and loss. That's got to be really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's just, I mean, there's literally nothing. He, he went just, out poof. for a drive out west, and then he's just gone. Never to be seen again. That's really hard. I agree. And to this day, the case of Greg Tilly's disappearance remains unsolved, leaving law enforcement and loved ones alike questioning and hoping for any information that might shed light on his whereabouts or what happened to him on his journey to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was saying, his family does have this website, and there's just little to no information on it. And like I said, there's some dates that are wrong that just doesn't make sense. Which is very unfortunate because if you would think his family created this website, they're still paying for this website because you can't just have a website without paying it. You think it would be updated and accurate and, and have information like, like personal information. Yeah. You know, like Greg liked to play soccer. He watched football on the Saturday. This it, is what he, Greg looked something. like when he disappeared. This is what he could look like now. Mm-hmm. Anything like that. Yeah, and there's really nothing. 
So Greg was a 6'4 Caucasian male who weighed around 160 to 180 pounds at the time of that's his disappearance. Tall. Sorry, but that's tall. And skinny. Yeah. Because my husband is 6'5 and he weighs 240 and he's still slimmer. Mm-hmm. Like he's not chunky or anything. So the fact that he's 180 and he's 6'4, that's pretty dang thin. Tall and lanky. Mm-hmm. He had light brown hair, blue eyes, and wore glasses or contact lens. He would be 53 this year. And when you see pictures of him, in my opinion, his hair is more sandy blonde. Okay. I don't really look at it as brown, but that's just... Like that dishwater blonde, kind of. Yeah, like when you see photos, you'll, I think, agree. But maybe it was the lighting in the photo I saw. So there is a lot of speculation about Greg in his disappearance. A lot of people think that he went out there to commit suicide. People speculate that he was depressed and wanted to disappear and never be found. And what better way than to go out in the middle of the desert and kind of like never be found like he has been because of, you know, the environment and things like that and animals. But then also people were saying it is a lot harder to find someone in the mountains because there's so much like up and down and stuff. But then the desert is so flat that it really wouldn't be hard to find a body. Well, and don't they say too, though, that if he would have walked away from his car, it would have been almost immediate for him to be lost because once you start walking in the desert... It's easy to become disoriented and not know where to go back. Well, that and the heat and then, like, the drastic change in weather from the morning to night when it's super, super hot to super, super cold. I don't don't know if he would have survived if he was, like, in a t-shirt and pants or t-shirt and shorts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, especially, too, I mean, September is still pretty hot for the desert desert yeah it's like fall weather out here but in the desert it's probably still pretty pretty warm warm. and then i'm sure at night it's freezing because it gets really cold Mm -hmm. in the desert at night so i just don't know if he would even survive the outdoors let alone like the elements Mm -hmm. yeah uh i also read about two similar cases that people kept coming back to in regards to greg's case Mm -hmm. and they were saying they had to be related they have to be somewhat I don't know. They, they just assume it's related. I don't think it is just because they all are from such far places. They're not close to each other. They're not all from the same state sort of thing. When I get into it, you'll understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying. But I also want to preference use. I use the word similar very lightly because like I said, I don't think they they're somewhat similar, but not to the point I would be like, oh, these are connected. I think we as humans are so interested in true crime. We want everything to be related. We want mm-hmm. everything to be a serial killer. You want to find a connection. Yeah. And a, a crime ve- connection. <laughs> In a very messed up way, we want to look for a serial killer. And we mm-hmm. want to be able to find it and, you know, all that kind of thing. We get the thrill of the chase kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So there was one. It was Scott Hilbert. He was an 18-year-old boy who left his home on March 13th of 88. He left a note for his parents saying he was leaving to visit some friends from at Ohio State University in Columbus, which was about a two-hour drive from him, which he lived in Cincinnati, Ohio. But to anyone's knowledge, Scott never made it there. In fact, he has never been heard from again. The mystery only deepened two weeks later when the 19-year-old's car, a 1984 Ford Tempo, was found in the desert outside Moab in northern Arizona. The car had caught on a tree after it appeared someone had tried to push it off a cliff. Oh my gosh. The front rear license plates had been removed and were never found so obviously the similarities are the car was abandoned in the middle of a desert 
the license plates were removed and there was an attempt to try to destroy the car so you wouldn't be able to identify yes. who it belonged to so mm-hmm. those are where people are getting oh my god they're so similar and they're kind of around the same time i mean this there's quite a, f- a few years difference but it's also really strange though that he was driving from cincinnati to columbus and his car ended up in the complete opposite direction in arizona, arizona. yeah I have absolutely no idea. I think this case is interesting enough for us to further look into. I would mm-hmm. like to eventually do it just because I read snippets about it. I didn't want to get too much into it, but it, it sounds very interesting and just confusing is at the same time. Mm-hmm. So then the other case that everyone was saying is also similar to is a man, Stephen Mylan, who was a 20-year-old who had left his family's home in Mississauga, Ontario. On February 13th of 98, he had previously mentioned wanting to travel to the U.S. for medicine that was used to treat hair loss. American customs officials recorded Milan's vehicle entering the U.S. on February 14th. And a few days later, a man found Milan's car abandoned with keys in the ignition. Yeah. It was parked at the Little Colorado Gorge Overlook at the Grand Canyon in Arizona. The man took the car for himself, drove it around for a few months until it broke down. Hmm. And then on June 8th of 98, nearly four months after Milan's disappearance, his car was found stripped and parked off State Route 64 in Flagstaff, Arizona. It had been there for a few months, and he also has never been seen or heard from since. Now, like I said, I agree these cases sound similar, but I don't think they are related whatsoever. A Mm -hmm. lot of people in the comments believe that they are somehow related but like i said i just think we all want to look for that connection yeah and are hoping for not hoping for a serial killer but kind of hoping for a serial killer you know and yeah you're hoping for some type of type of circumstance that's going to solve three separate mm-hmm. cases that just don't have much information. and you have like the juicy like oh yeah. my gosh you know this happened sort of thing mm-hmm. so i unfortunately just think it's coincidence which i normally never believe in coincidences but yeah it's a good place to dump a car the desert is a good place yeah it's i just think that's the case unfortunately now how did all these cars end up in these spots Mm -hmm. i don't know because he went over the border and then now he's in arizona Arizona and his car is made in and you know and unfortunately with that case specifically once that guy took that car any evidence that there possibly could have been is gone it's totally destroyed yeah and who knows maybe he was in part of it i don't know i didn't also i did not look too much into it but the main theory i kept reading was suicide greg's family like i said has this website but there's just no personal information on him to indicate he was i mean grant i mean i don't know it's like they typically when you see mm-hmm. families they talk about he was such a happy person he was this 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 they don't or say they'll any even of or they'll say you know he battled with depression, depression addiction or and, whatever yeah, it may mental be mental health all of that you know we hope that he's still alive if you're alive you know come home all that type yeah. of stuff but it sounds like they don't even have there's no way for you to know who this person is there's no way for you to try and gauge could he have just committed suicide could he have just gone off into the desert and committed suicide he could have we mm-hmm. don't know was yeah. he that type of person i don't know i have no idea and then it, it none of his friends seem like they come forward and talk um i did read one comment saying that he uh the guy was his not his college roommate but his college like neighbor Mm -hmm. and he seen he stated in the comments that he was a very happy person he was very nice you know blah 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 
But, I mean, anyone can seem nice and anyone can seem happy. Yeah. You're only seeing them for a short period of time. I don't know. People did think it was odd that the family was not super forthcoming in where he was or what he was doing up to the time he left. Mm -hmm. And they were also confused on how they didn't know where he was going. He was only 22 years old. Like, how much money did he have set aside to go on this long trip? Yeah. And to pay gas and to... Well, it's almost like they might know more information than what they're letting on. Yeah. I mean, maybe they do have suspicions of what could happen to him, but they just don't want to... Saying it publicly. Yeah, I have no idea. But I also think that's kind of weird because, like I said, he's only 22 years old. How... Did he have the gas money? Did he... Because was a debit card even a thing? Not really at that time. So he had to have had cash. Yeah, and I mean... 22 I remember being 22 and there were many times where my car was like literally running on fumes Mm -hmm. I was like below E praying I was gonna make it to whatever gas station I could so I could see him like running out of gas but then that just kind of runs into the whole like what happened to him though yeah then the fact that his car was charred and there was that something had been thrown through the window and it just seems like more than suicide yeah yeah i agree because and then why wouldn't the parents though want to try to find out out what's going on yeah and then i the whole char thing like i can't tell if it was burnt like i said the photos are not the best but i mean i guess you would take like investigators word for it that something led them to believe that the car had been set on fire so they saw something but then it also makes you think was there a a fire in the desert like could have because then people were mentioning lightning if there was a storm a lightning strike could have caught fire onto Mm -hmm. a tree or something which then could have caught the car on fire um but then i mean i guess there's no trees around or tree branches around so i don't know how likely that is i don't know it's just it's strange you could go on and on and on yeah like you really can't it's so many different there's just no information it's just it's weird so then on the website there is a map of where he originally was sighted and then where he was found they're somewhat close together but they're both like i said out in the middle of nowhere and i don't i don't even understand the first sighting to be quite honest like how do they know it was him how are they just assuming did he never get gas from the time he left his house to the time he went? He had to have There's some no time. Way, yeah. So 1,500 miles. Yeah. I mean, it's two, it's 23, um, 23 hour drive. Yeah. He had to have stopped and got gas. So did none of the clerks see him? Did he? What's I mean? As, I don't, it just seems like the family's not pushing. Yeah. And in our experience in cases that we write, if the family's not very involved, law enforcement isn't going isn't to either. be involved either they're yeah. going to kind of be like okay yeah you don't seem to care well then i guess we'll just give it a rest and not waste the manpower mm-hmm. and then also with someone i'm wondering was someone with him like did he say oh i'm going to with his family he could be very yeah. vague i'm going to the west i don't know he could go pick up a friend and they could have went together yeah he could have picked up a hitchhiker yeah, a hitchhiker that was still and, very much a thing but then too most gas stations at that time they did have cameras and i mean it was like the cameras where you have to change out the videotape for the recordings mm-hmm. it was not as advanced as it is now but were there well, any places you would have to go in to pay 
Yes. Like, you wouldn't pay outside. It's like, did you try? It's like they didn't even know the route he took. I just, mm-hmm. it's very, I don't know. I would, if my child told me they were going and driving out west, I'd be like, cool, you do you. I'm excited for you. But I need to know kind of like which way you're going. Mm-hmm. What route are you taking? Yeah. Even Call if it was with a payphone. Yeah. There's a payphone at every Even gas station. Even if we were still in 1992 and I had no way of calling them or talking to them, I'd be like, okay, tell me what route you're going and where you're going to be stopping, this, that, and the other. And for his family, I don't – did they not have a good relationship? I mean, you, you don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't Nobody know. Nobody knows. Ugh. Unfortunately, there's just so much unknown with this case. It sucks, and I'm sure there are news clippings, but I don't know if those would even be much help with the family not helping so much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that's – really all there is which is just such a shame because it's so so little he unfortunately i'm sure will never be found it has been way too long of a time period that it is what it is kind of we thank you for listening to crime connections we really appreciate your support we have been talking about creating a facebook group for listeners Mm -hmm. to talk with us about the cases And just starting that conversation, we would love to create a community and see what you guys think happened, what your theories are, if our theories make no sense to you. Like, I don't know. I think it'd be fun to talk to you guys. Yeah, or if you know more information about a case we did that maybe we didn't find in our research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really anything. Um, We are thinking of starting that, and it's going to be called Crime Connections Podcast Discussion Board. I know that's long, but I'm sure if you type in Crime Connections uh, Podcast, it'll pop up. Because I've Googled that many times and nothing else has come up except our podcast. But, yeah, we're going to create that, um, I would assume, by the time this comes out. Mm -hmm. And then what we'll do is we'll post, like, a little summary of each case Mm -hmm. with the photos and things like that. And then we can kind of discuss off of those posts is kind of what I was thinking. And then, obviously, if you guys have any other cases that you would feel more comfortable commenting through there. We could go off of that and all that kind of stuff. So I think that would be fun. Uh, I hope you guys join. We do have quite a few listeners consistently, so we appreciate you guys. If you or anyone has information that could help find Greg, please contact the Kirkwood, Missouri Police Department at 314-822-5858 or the Q Center for Missing Persons at 910 two three two one six eight seven we really do appreciate you guys and thanks for listening